you for listening to this message from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries in Gunnison, Colorado. We hope you will visit us at rmcmchurch.org, like our Facebook page, or subscribe to our messages on YouTube. Shalom. Nice greeting. We're going to talk about healing. The covenant of healing. It's our great commission. Let's go over to Proverbs 18.21. Now, what does Proverbs 18.21 got to do with healing? All the power is in the tongue. And it says you're going to reap what you say. And if you're saying, I'm sick all the time, guess what you're going to be? Sick all the time, right? The power, dunamis, is in the tongue. So be careful about what you're saying. There's, they give us seasons, flu seasons here. I think I'm coming down with the flu. Well, what are you doing chasing it? You resist the devil and he'll flee because he's walking, but we're running away from him. Mark 16. This is the first time in a long time that I've done this. So just bear with me a little bit, okay? This is Jesus talking to his disciples. Anybody that is in Jesus is a disciple. Every one of you that's in Jesus is a disciple. And these are his instructions to us for what we're supposed to be doing. And these signs shall follow them that believe. All you got to do is believe that the words out of your mouth are going to come true. Whatever you speak is going to come true. Good, bad, or indifferent. You speak it, and it's there. God said, let us create man in our image. And he took a little dirt, dust, made himself a man, created a male and female, and breathed life into him. So you, as a disciple, have that life in you. You may not realize it, but you do. So that makes what we're saying powerful. If God can say, let there be light, and there was light, and he lives in you, what you say is going to come true. You don't like to hear that. That's killing a sacred cow. Kicking it to death. (laughs) 
And Matthew, the end of Matthew gives us the same instructions. You'll lay hands on the sick, and they will. It says shall, but my, my definition is will. You lay hands on them, and they will recover, shall recover. It's not the same Greek word. I looked it up in my Greek dictionary, and it's different. But it carries the same kind of meaning. If you do it, speak it, it will happen. I don't hear an amen anywhere. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I used to teach kids at uh, Grace Fellowship in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Bob Bianion's church. And we volunteered to take on a kid's class. And we used puppets. And I, I still got mine. It's a, it's a puppet. And you teach with this. Kids pay attention to things like that. Maybe I should have brought it to, to, you know, so you could, you could hear a little better. But these things, you've got to listen. You've got to think about what is written. Read it. And every time you read it, you'll get something different out of it. There's three verses here. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, demons. They shall speak with new tongues. Okay. You go over into Acts when the 120 people are in the upper room having dinner. And all of a sudden, the Spirit comes in and they're all speaking different languages. And I've counted 20 or 21 different ones. Cast out demons. I don't know if anybody in here has ever tried that. It's fun. <laughs> I had somebody come to me in Idaho. And he wanted ministering to. And before we were through, this <laughs> voice was saying, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm not leaving here, but I'm, I'm still here. And there's only three people in this room that are older than I am. I'm not going to name you. <laughs> Amen? Amen? And they shall take up the serpent, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall or will recover. Got to believe it. How many of you believe that when you pray for somebody, Jesus didn't pray for everybody, the woman with the issue of blood. If I could just get close enough to touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. What happened? She got healed. Jesus, just walking through the crowd, healed them. Just his presence. And that's what I want you to be is that kind of person that when they see you, they know something good's going to happen to them.
right? And they shall, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. That's a good statement. If you do it in the name of Jesus, they are he, Jesus and God the Father will work with you to see it's accomplished. Confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Matthew 28. He's going to say about the same thing. It, it, yeah. Jesus is still be speaking to the disciples, and that's us, disciples. I didn't, I didn't translate this. They had 95 scholars in the King James era of England that translated this for us. And I got hooked to one of those while I was in, in the university. They had a, a Catholic church on, on, on site, and they had one of the old Bibles. And it's big as a suitcase, but it was one of the original ones in the 1500s. Not many people get to see those, but I was invited. Thank you. Jesus is saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth, in earth. Go ye therefore teaching all nations, baptizing him in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you to the end of the world. And that's what we're all looking for, see? into the world, and it's coming, may happen right now. We don't know. Jesus tells the disciples, I have no idea when it's coming. Only the Father knows. First Peter 2.24 who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin shall live unto righteousness by whom stripes ye are healed. Says the same thing in Isaiah. The prophet 700 and some years before Jesus or Peter says the same thing. By his stripes you are healed. So if you are healed, why don't you act like it? I know we we don't. I don't. I'm bad about that. And most of the things that are wrong is my own doing. Carrying a hundred pounds up a forty foot ladder to a roof number of times a day. Not supposed to do that, but we did, you know, doing the job. I had a roofing company, and we did it every day, six days a week. 
that and handling tile. Tile weighs nine pounds a piece, and we handle six at a time, and we would pass them from one guy to the next guy to load a roof. That, that kind of tears your rotator cups up. You know, after a while, you get, you get wore out. Things wear out. But it says, you are healed. You, you roofed. There's probably some more in here that's done a little construction. I built houses for a long time. And it's the same kind of thing. You've got a pound and a half hammer and you're driving 16 penny nails all day long. Thank you, Lord. I was able to do it. Let's go to Exodus 12. What has Exodus got to do with healing? These people were in captivity for, what, hundreds of years. Let's see what Exodus 12 has got to say. Verse 35. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. They borrowed of the Egyptians jewels, silver, and gold, and remnants. And there's another passage. Not a sick one among them. So they followed the word of the prophet. And they were all healed. They left Israel, uh, Egypt, excuse me. They left Egypt with silver and gold and jewels. And you know, being a captive, you didn't have those things. So the Egyptians, give them that, get them out of town. Because they followed the word. Amen? Well, got two that time. All righty. Psalms 103.3 Who forgiveth all thine iniquities whose health healed all their diseases. Imagine that. That we have a God that speaks the word and heals your diseases. You got a financial problem? Why don't you ask God about it? Amen? Yeah. Psalms 141.3 Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. How many of us are going to take the next, well, when we leave here, and talk about nothing. Amen? This gets better as we go along. <laughs> it really does. Got to remember, it's been 39 years since. 
I've, I've done this, and it does get better, I promise. John 14, 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall, I, shall he do, because I go to my Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do for you, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. You think about what Jesus said in Mark and Matthew. Greater works than Jesus, you'll do. Now ask yourself, what greater works did you or could you do that Jesus did. Anybody got an answer? Do you know? I don't know either. I keep asking. But do these things in his name. Jesus will answer your request right then. Maybe take a minute or two. And these when I was in California, I was associate at a church in town. And they, I would go out to outreaches. And we had a, I'd been there oh, two or three weeks at this outreach. And they brought a woman in that had a, a lump on her left breast about the size of a apple and uh, I ministered to her I taught about an hour and by the time we got ready to leave there that lump was about half the size it was continually going down and I've seen all kinds of things like that through the years we used to in the children's church we taught them you get what you say, okay? And we lived in Tornado Alley in Oklahoma for a while. And this little kid, about seven years old, took a hold of that word. A tornado was coming across towards his house. He go, now, his mother's telling us this the next week. He goes out the front door and tells that tornado to lift and get out of the way. The tornado took off. If a little seven-year-old kid can do that, why can't we as adults? I know some of us, including me, have been taught through the years that all that passed away when this last disciple died. I don't believe that. I believe it's meant for us today. It's real. And all you got to do is read it. And 
maybe think about it a little bit, that these things are true. You go to, I got a Greek dictionary. I don't speak Greek. I don't know how they write those things. But somebody smarter than I was ruined it. And if you look at it, you say, how can these things be? Well, because it's written down right here in black and white. Some of you have got a red red edition for what Jesus spoke. But everywhere he went, people gathered around him because they knew something was going to happen. Can we become that kind of ministry within ourselves that when we go to the grocery store and walk through, somebody knows that you're different and they're going to ask what's different about you? What, what's, can you tell me what's different? And you can say, well, Jesus told me as a disciple that I would lay hands on the sick. I will lead you to him. I will get you saved. And as we keep doing that, we're going to add every seat in here will be full. Every one. Because they're going to come and listen to the word. Pastor John, we've been here almost two years, and he's laid a foundation that if we'll follow those things, we'll begin to act like Christians, Christ followers, not just come and sit in a chair and listen to some good music and hear some words come out of your mouth, but we'll begin to evangelize Gunnison in every place that we go because one day we won't be here to tell them. I can't see the clock. Yeah, pretty close. If you love me, keep my commandments. That's a pretty, pretty stiff word. Do what he tells you to do. Listen to that tiny little voice. So many times we don't. And that's sad. If anybody needs prayer for healing, come up and we'll pray for you. Amen. Five minutes to 12 or 11. Oh, it is? Holy smoke. Oh, I'm, I'm wanting to quit early, aren't I? Thank you. Well, like I said, I'm not used to this. This. In the Greek, the Israelites had names 
or God, Jehovah Rapha, the healing. And I used the word shalom when I started, and that's a greeting. Peace, blessings, it goes on and on and on. And when you say goodbye, you say shalom also. Pastor mentioned that David bought that thrashing floor to do the sacrifice. Well, if you look real close, that's where the Dome of the Rock is. Some real smart lawyer somewhere is going to get a hold of that. David bought it. It belongs to Israel. It doesn't belong to anybody else. He bought it, paid for it, cash money. So that dome should not be there. It belongs to Israel. If you don't like it, that's, I didn't write it. i just tell you what it says. It's, there's seven names for Jesus or for God. He said, let us. So we assume that the three is one. That's hard to get a hold of. How could you make three entities into one? I don't know, but it's there. And there's others. We're not going to go through them, just that one, because that's what we're, we're going to talk about is healing. I got enough things here for about five years. But, and as I get more comfortable, it, I promise it will get better. <laughs> but when you get to be 80 years old, if you get there, then you can say, I know how he feels right now. <laughs> okay? Covenant of healing. It's a command. It's not a not just a word, it's a command that we go out and do these things. We do these things to show that Jesus is real. Not just something that's written about in this beautiful book of ten thousands of words. There's eleven hundred and eighty nine chapters. 31,214 verses, 3,566,480 letters. Now, I don't know where all this comes from. This Bible's 60 years old. But remember, he tells us to go out and do these things. Luke 6.38 Give and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom for which the same measure that you give. Now, I'm not talking about offerings or any of that. But your giving of yourself to men. Now, when we 
come in, we start, we shake hands, we hug each other. That's great. We all need that. And I'm giving you that, and you're giving it back to me, good measure, pressed down and running over. You think about that. The way you do things will be given back to you. If you're mad at a person, get over it. It, it tells us in the scriptures what we're to do if we have a problem with somebody. Things are not going right. I disagree with this. I disagree with that. Talk to them. Tell them face to face. It takes a lot of guts to stand up, look somebody in the eye and tell them, I don't like the way you look. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Kenny and I, he done the machine work and I, I put them together, racing engines for my youngest son. And we raced on the dirt tracks. And he won a couple of three, three races and a whole bunch of trophies for fast times and so on. But we worked together. He made sure that the specs were met. So when I assembled it, it was going to start the first time out. I had, I had faith that what we did, I run 69 races with that one of those engines before it blew up. It pulled a rod into it. Well, if you've never blown an engine, there's a mess in the oil pan, yeah. a big mess. Think about it. How easy you can make a mess of what I've just told you. Read the word. Speak the word. Believe the word. Faith is a gift from God, from the Holy Spirit. And he will lead you in things to say to people. You want to minister to somebody? Go ahead. Do it. Do it by the word. Don't condemn them. First time, you may just make them mad. <laughs> if we had a nickel for everybody I've made mad over the years, <laughs> we would, you know, we'd be good. So thank you. I hope you've gotten something out of this today. For, you know, I'm different. John teaches, and he's been doing it a long time, he's smooth. <laughs> Yes, you know, you, you get the ideal. And I hope you took some notes. Because it's a commandment. It's a covenant. I have a covenant with Abraham. I am one of Abraham's seed. I am a brother to Jesus. Amen? And he says, these things that you've seen me do, you will do and greater things. Amen? Shalom. You are listening to a podcast from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries. 
For more information about our church, please visit us at rmcmchurch.org.